Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into Mogul Talk, a podcast that serves as a canvas for entrepreneurs to share their triumphs and struggles on their journey to becoming the moguls of tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy King Jules. And I go by the name of Church. And you are now tuned into episode 301 of the best podcast, the number one podcast. Who would have thought we ever would make it? Mogul Talk. We did. Some of (laughs) y'all did. And we appreciate y'all. We do, we do, we do. Um, So happy to be back. I know it's been, what, a couple of... A couple good of months. Weeks, not too good, much. Not too I, well, much. I mean, by the time they hear this, it'll probably be like two months since the last episode. That's a fact. Aired. That's a fact. So, um, you know, I missed y'all. I'm glad to be back. For those of you who know us, you already know the vibes. But just to reintroduce ourselves, it is a new season just so we can have a fresh perspective for all of the listeners that don't know us. Um, like I said before, I am King Jules. Um, I am one the founder of Roundtable Records, um, current president of Roundtable. I'm a producer. Uh, honestly, just a regular renaissance man. If I'm going to gas myself up, I'm going to just do it. You're an entrepreneur. So I'm an entrepreneur. Mogul. Future mogul, creative you know? entrepreneur. Uh, the list goes on. Just trying to hustle, man. The hustle is birthed in me. Recently, King Jules have been hitting up with Beats Friday. Yo. You beat every Friday, and they fire, son. Y'all, y'all not ready for this. This I'm, shit about to be heat. We're about to take off, bro. We're about to go on tour. Yo, I can't <laughs> wait, son. I can't wait. We're going to be eating Mad McChickens. Because we broke seriously, in the beginning. Seriously. Sharing hotel bedrooms. It's all about the come up, though, and the, the struggle and the triumphs. That's why we're here. I'm about it. This is what Mogul Talk is about. People need to hear these stories. And you know, like me, I work for corporate America, and every day, like more and more, I've been beginning to realize, like, yo, fuck, fuck that I have to um, go to sleep and wake up in the morning. You got to use the extra hours where you're not making that money to work on your craft and just be happy maybe with yourself and what you're doing because i feel like oftentimes we get caught up and we're just like not satisfied where we are and like that nine to five life is just like whatever and then we don't even have the energy or the time to do it but like the fact that you're just taking the time whether it's an hour 30 minutes two minutes five minutes just to do something that like makes you happy and like helps you better yourself then why not and just remember like it don't got to be something to do with business it could be you're trying to learn how to cook better Cook more for yourself. You're trying to get your body ready, um, so you want to go to the gym at least an hour more. Maybe you're trying to learn how to play the violin, so you dedicate yourself to, to playing for an hour instead of you know hitting that blunt as soon as you get work, get to get home. Make sure you just wait like two hours, work on your craft, and then you can maybe do that and fall asleep. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've been there, and I know how y'all feel. It's a struggle out here. I, I like your level of transparency, and we're definitely going to talk more about that later on in the episode. Ding, ding, ding. That's the magic word. Transparency. Kev, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you got going on in life. Um, yeah, my name is uh, Kevin, but I go by the name of Church. You can call me that or whatever else you're throw them, desire. Throw them the OG name for the new people. Um, I also used to be known as Sauce, um, which is all good. You could call me Marinara Sauce as well, but... Whatever your heart desires. Uh, I work for Corporate America. I help people with credit card debt. If you ever need advice, hit me up. I got no issues letting you know how to get out of that ish. Right? And also how to like build your credit and start your life and like make conscious financial decisions. Kevin is your man. It ain't impossible, right? It's not impossible. Sometimes you might get a, take a hit on your credit. It's okay. You're not going to move for another five years anyway with all that debt. So don't worry if 
you know, it, it takes a hit for a little. I got you. Just hit me up. You can hit Jules up. He knows a little too. Um, Kevin taught also, me everything I know. And also, I help out around with Roundtable, you know? Um, we both get this podcast going on, podcast-ish, uh, doing shows every month. Shout out to 24 Carat Dave who hosted our last show. 24K Dave. Um, if you came up to the come, if you came to the come up in September, we appreciate you. Um, it was a great show. Great um, show. One of the most smoothest shows we've had. I, I think it's a lot of the show was a testament of like the progress that we've made like in, over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, something that I, I was very like hesitant to like acknowledge, but like I did acknowledge is that. Roundtable definitely hit four years this summer, and I guess we didn't we didn't make a big deal out of it as you used to. But you know that is a crazy milestone. The fact that we're like four years later, still doing it, still putting on shows, still fostering talent, still developing talent in the process of like developing ourselves individually um, as a brand and as a business. You know that shows a sense of longevity and people mm-hmm. popcorn popcorn ever so often somebody gets hot somebody's not and the industry is always changing and for us to still be here in the landscape four years later I, i'm definitely happy where we are and independent and independent we own this um and you know just be picking back off like things getting better i feel like this is one of the first shows that i didn't host and I think that, like, me in the background, like, with the artists, making sure they were all going in on time if they ever needed anything, that made it run, like, OD smooth mm-hmm. instead of it just relying on you mm-hmm. and allowed you to, you know, uh, get the footage, get all the pictures, um, and make sure everything was good at the front. And so it's good that we had another um, host, I feel, because I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, you know, before I would do both or whatever, um, but with the backstage and everything, it really does. Even there was one situation, one of the artists, we in the background... We're in the back, backstage, in the green room, and... Well, let's acknowledge, like, this is the first time in any of our shows that we had, like, a designated green room space that was, like, legit, and, like, artists were separate, and, like, we were able to, like, provide water and shit like that. Like, that was, like, a huge moment for me to see the people, the artists, like, instead of walking up the stage from the crowd, like, they're walking up from the back, and it's a real experience that we gave the audience, you know? Um, Something that I feel like is green room vibes is people think they could... Smoke there. Yeah, we facts. Had one of the artists just wrote, and I'm standing there. I didn't, I wasn't facing him. I was looking at the stage, and I'm like, "What's that smell?" And I turn around. Somebody's just hotboxing the green room. I'm like, "Yo, yo, yo! I'm sorry, man." Mind you, the green room space is like five people at max should be it's in that Manhattan room in studio size. Okay, <laughs> so if you imagine how small that is, somewhere you're paying eighteen hundred dollars rent is definitely the amount of space that and was in this place. They just light it up, and then you know I have no problem with that. Um, but it, it's not our venue. No, it's not. Um, and so it's just something that. I guess for future, so you gotta just be cognizant of that. Like artists, you know, they just artists. They don't, I guess, think about shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's um, all and it's up to us to, to do to make those decisions, to be there, to kind of like coach them through. And like another thing is, um, sometimes you know, I feel like a little nervous to if we need something from an artist or anything, um, or like something from the stage hand or whatever. Like sometimes before I would be a little nervous, but I know now that nah, we're the ones running it. Mm-hmm. We tell it like it is. We got to say what the situation is and just make sure we handle it no matter yeah. what, because we got to make the show better for us. And yeah. I, I think for the longest time, I think I was very like, you, you hit it on the nail when it came to doing a lot of this stuff yourself. And in the beginning, you are going to be getting photo content. You're going to be throwing the 
Like I'm just talking about the stage for like putting together totally they're putting together their show. But like in terms of just building your business at the beginning, you're gonna be the one that's doing everything, um, running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Um, you got friends in every different direction, like trying to help you and support you. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like it still represents who you are individually Hell yeah. Hell yeah. and you still wanted to make sure it comes together very well. And, you know, I, I was happy for you to be able to see the other side of the experience was like, Hey, you know what? Like there's like the artist side and you're like in the show, but then it's the outside of the show. And I think I've played that role like my whole life, even just like mm-hmm. the choices in my career path. It's like, I never wanted to be that person that's like super to the forefront. I always like to dial it back and play it, you know, in the, the, the shadows, if you would say. Of course. Because of the fact that there's so much work that goes into it and there are real movers and shakers and like life changers in that space that like, have more of an impact than an artist that will fall off of the earth in five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a, definitely a good experience to see the other side of it. And I'm just happy that we're going to keep going. And, you know, even at a point, just a certain level of transparency, if we're going to talk about that today, um, you know, sometimes it's very discouraging and just seeing where you are and, you know, that like, Things don't always happen on the timeline or just the way that we want it to happen. And as human beings, like we are at fault. And sometimes that we get discouraged and that just got to keep going. You know, sometimes we just stop ourselves. But I think my learning lesson this summer um, and just to be more transparent is just like to just trust yourself, have faith, um, trust your goals, you know, and that our goals they're meant for us to achieve, but to, to keep going. And sometimes I think we achieve things and don't we don't try to keep going. Totally. We don't try to push for more knowledge. We don't try to push to get better. We're just complacent and saying, you know what, we did this one thing and we want to talk about that for the rest of the li- our lives. You don't see like Pharrell's and the Timberlands and the Beyonce's and saying like, oh, I hate all these goals and that I'm not doing anything else. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. going for more, you know. Kanye, he didn't get 21 Grammy, superstar family. <laughs> Because he didn't want, after he achieved that first goal, he didn't want to go for more, you know Exactly, what I mean? exactly. So. And you don't want to be that guy, like, um, who was like, yo, I was uh, in the Goonies 40 years ago, and then have nothing else to show for it. Because in this time, in this day and age, it's what are you doing for me now? Um, most rappers uh, don't survive because, unfortunately, the people who are consuming want more shit, like, at all times. Unless you're an established artist like The Weeknd whatever, Kanye, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. where you can take time. Um, unless you're not push-putting... Look at Brock Hampton. He's fucking doing three albums a year, just dropped another one, Ginger, and they're probably going to come up with some new and shit. And they're still touring, um, and they're still recording. Even look at um, Brent Fiaz. I saw his special mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Um, Vice News, and they were talking about how they chose to go independent because they what the labels were offering... They, they weren't taking that. They were only offering 18% with a $250,000 advance. And it's like, is that it? Is that all that my, my the value that I have? It's like, I can make that Hell money no. doing it myself. And then I don't have to pay you guys and Hell give you guys no. shit, you know? Because the labels are the ones who are going to take everything. Exactly. Um, especially now that, you know, the music industry has shifted um, over the past, like, five, seven years. Mm-hmm. It's mostly streaming, streaming now. And it's ironic that you're saying this. Um, I guess we can foray into the topic that, you know, I w- wanted us to talk about the state of the music industry because there's some things that are changing. Um, and I, I mean, we are music based people, even though we're moguls and we're working on different things and we have other goals. You know, music is where we started. This is the yeah. crux of our being. Um, 
I guess to give some background, in 2017, the music industry saw its first double-digit growth in over 20 years. Um, streaming accounted for almost 80% or is going to account for almost 80% of the revenue uh, for the $42 billion that is expected the music industry is expected to make by 2030. Jesus. So imagine that 10 years ago, the music industry was about to be dead. You know, they were calling yeah, it quits. Yeah. This is nothing that's going to happen. Wire, Frostwire, P- Pirate Bay, Napster. All those um, things. iTunes, people weren't, you know, spending the money like they were used to mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. You know, with that being said, it's like that that landscape, we would have never imagined that the music industry would be at the highest that it's ever been. And it's continually to grow. And if you think about it, like our parents and our friends and even the parents of like, the superstars now, they would have never thought that their kids would see longevity with their money when it comes to the music industry because we've always been told there's no money in the music industry. You know, totally. You want to be a musician? There's no money in that. But like their careers, their job opportunities, there's you can start businesses. Who would have thought that like Spotify and um you know, title and all these other businesses will become of this, you know? And it's like, now it's continue can continue growth because of it. One hundred percent. Like when Jay Z bought title I'm pretty. I think he bought it for twenty million dollars um, off whoever was owning. I think it was a German company, and um, he then built it up. And not too long ago, he sold a third of it to Sprint for sixty million dollars. Wow! So he pretty much, and that was only a third of it. He had bought a hundred percent of it for twenty million, sold a third of it for sixty million. So probably at that point, it was like at one hundred eighty million. Mm-hmm. That's the flip, and that's because of how powerful streaming was moving. Um, I don't think it's like, uh, because the ones who are making the most money off of streaming are the ones who are streaming the most, obviously. It's good for, like, I guess the independent artists, but un- unless you're not pushing those numbers, you ain't really seeing as much money. I mean, um, but, but it not, does make it more accessible. You're not seeing, you're not going to see that money. And realistically, yes, the music industry is projected to make that $42 billion and 80% of that is being accounted for streaming. Realistically speaking, the artists are not seeing nah. that money. That that eighty percent, because they're saying that about thirty four million is going to be strictly just off of streaming. Uh, the artist sees, and each individual streaming platform has a different breakdown. So, like certain streaming platforms, if you don't know, pay more out more than other ones do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you might do a million streams on Spotify, but only get like maybe like three or five thousand dollars when it comes to revenue checks. But the streaming company, they're getting a lot OD money off and of plus you. the ad revenue. Um, that go if you have if you don't have like well, Spotify has uh, a free version of it, yeah, which has ads. So I know that helps them plug. Uh, yeah, shout out to Spotify. Shameless Apple Music plug. doesn't have a free thing, so they don't have ads. Um, so they are basically off of services, and Apple itself is moving towards that direction mm-hmm. of being services. Apple credit card. Apple News Plus, which is ten dollars a month. Apple, Apple Arcade, Arcade, which Apple is five dollars a month. Apple TV, which is five dollars a month. They know that the future is services, mm-hmm. and that's what Spotify and Title is. It's a service. Um, that, uh, realistically speaking, that is it's a luxury that may or may not fade out. So why not? Right, I mean, right. Apple is like one of the richest business, if if not the most richest, bi- the, the richest business mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. there. It's like why not jump into that? And they don't have a lot to lose. Why do you think that like? The upcoming streaming service that they're coming up with is going to be only like four dollars, four ninety nine. They have so much cash that they can just throw money at it. That every product, every product that is sold at Apple right now comes with a, a year free of 
um, Apple TV as well that your family can use. Mm -hmm. If you buy MacBook, iPad, or iPhone, you get a year free. That's they have to have that loss leader, you know, um, spend money now so they can try and make money in the long run and get those people to stay. Which stick. they do, and they do it with with partnerships, yep. brand, um, working with other brands, and even like look at the way when they did the acquisition of Beats, how you know. At one point, you bought any Apple device, you got a pair of Beats for free, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. it's and because, you still do. And you still do, you know, for in most school. cases. Like, still, I don't understand why you can't buy an Apple device and get a pair of AirPods for free ass, because that's it makes sense. Like, Allison had just got the um, iPhone 11, and she's like, why don't AirPods come with these? Like, I'm spending money on the phone. Facts, facts. You should get free AirPods the same way we get free wired headphones. Nobody uses that, you know, move towards the, the way of the future. Hell yeah, hell yeah, and um, maybe one day they will, um, but I guess because Beats is just that, you know, smaller company, and that they own, that they could just give, just it, give it away, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, nobody really buying Beats like that no more, I feel. Mostly people got AirPods. It's a comfortable brand. Like, I so, mean, it's a more affordable brand in terms of, like... And now their quality is better. Before, mm -hmm. it wasn't really as good. Like, you would be But people like off. the hype because of OD. Dr. Dre, but the hype has died down because of the accessibility, but that happens with anything, you know? Facts, facts, facts. Um, the hype eventually dies down, so people like they it's still cool, but now it's coming to kind of like that more like bargain factor. So like I can go and get a cheap pair of Beats for a hundred dollars. It's mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. okay, it's it's accessible. Before niggas was trying to rob you for Beats. Okay? You were on the train with a pair of Beats, yo. My mom when I got my first pair of Beats, I got the Beat solos. My mom was like, "Don't wear those outside the house." And I was like, why did you buy them for me? And you know me, like, I'm, I'm listening to, like, very exquisite music, crazy shit. I'm, like, what, 16, 17 years old with these pair of beats. And I'm like, I really want to wear these out on the train. I want to bump real hard. Yeah, yeah. And then my mom is like, you can't take them out the house. And then I'm like, damn. But I also got robbed from my iPod my, <laughs> my sophomore year. Sad, so it also sad, makes sad. sense why she said. I one time uh, fell asleep on the train with beats on. Um, I didn't get robbed, but I had fallen asleep in uh, the F train in Queens and woke up in Coney Island. And that's the hood. Yeah, you know? deep in the hood. Deep. Asleep all that whole time. I don't know how my beats didn't get robbed because they were just on my neck. Nah. I have no idea how they did not get robbed, bro. You're, I was you got, saved. Like You were saved. By... Like, I have no fucking idea. Um, but like, nah, like. Now I think people are focusing like on Sony headphones, Microsoft over here ear headphones. Um, it's just Bluetooth I headphones are making like a huge wave. Everybody yeah, wants yeah. them, you know. Ever since a Apple took away the headphone jack, mm -hmm. every other company is taking away. And you know, it's crazy to think that like before people were so skeptical. It's like when the, the headphone jack was there, people were so skeptical. They were like, "What are we gonna do when it comes to listening to mm -hmm. music?" Then Apple gave the the dong the or some people call it the dongle yeah, the doggle yeah. whatever it may be, uh, and now they don't even they don't anymore because that allowed for companies to now invest in making Bluetooth headphones, headphones. Um, and that breeds innovation, mm -hmm. um, and then competition because now people will try to create the cheapest Bluetooth headphone. Now you could go on Amazon and the get most paid are those fake looking power beats. Yep. That's the most uh bought headphone on Amazon. And it's like forty dollars and they're pretty decent headphones. Yeah, so. hell yeah. Um you don't gotta buy AirPods and they stay on better than AirPods. Alright, um, don't talk about my AirPods. Yo, right? I got AirPods too. Uh they just suck for working out. Like running, you cannot. See, you I don't work them. I don't hit the gym. I don't do no chest, Facts. no legs, no nothing. And also, you know that uh the AirPod is uh forty percent more likely to be the 
thing missing like in the train tracks so they have to call the guy to get their headphones out because it keeps falling out so like every four out of ten items is an airpod i only dropped my <laughs> airpods i think maybe one time and i was scared for dear life and i was like i'm always gonna make sure that i'm very careful my airpods must be deep in my ear where they're not even moving yeah. um so that never happens like honestly yeah i mean they're beautiful at my desk like i'm working at my desk they're, they they stay put. If I got to talk to somebody, you could just do the little double tap. Um, nah, but, you know, the only thing, other thing I don't like about AirPods is that they're so tiny that, like, I had an incident where I had my cousin's dog bite them and shit. Oh, yeah. Um, that was funny. And they were all chewed up. They still work, though. They still work. You could put them in the washing machine and they'll still work. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Apple, though, that they were able to get that shit replaced. Um, blessings. Blessings. Blessings on blessings. For free. For the free. We got a year with your AirPods and they're looking funky. You could bring that shit in, and they'll give you a free one. No questions asked. Just be like, yo, my, my it don't work. It don't connect properly. They'll be like, okay, that's it. Wow. I should know. It's been what? No. It's been over a year for my AirPods. But honestly, I have to say, uh, I think that Apple definitely helped shift the landscape of the music industry. Hell and yeah. potentially save it. But like... And that's in my Loki opinion, and I also have another opinion. They did that. when they dropped iTunes. They and did were selling things for a dollar and the iPod. There was iPod. innovation. It's like I feel like Apple's always ahead of cur- the curve in terms of like music innovation, and I always fuck with them for that. You know? It's crazy. That's like that used to be the hard. I feel like it's not the heart of it anymore, mm-hmm. but it used to be that because there's so many. It's like it's not the new cool it thing anymore. iTunes was the cool new it thing, and then now everybody has streaming services. Apple Music came out streaming service. Now you got all these competitor streaming services, and now it's kind of like a sense of normalcy where everybody has it. It's accessible to them versus like it was like the exclusive club of people who had iTunes or people who had iPods or the people who had iMacs at one point in time. Surprisingly, I feel like um, the music streaming service uh, won't pop as much as like the TV streaming services will. Mm -hmm. Because you know how like The Office is getting out of and Friends are getting out of Netflix. Um, That's because NBC is not going to have their own streaming services. Uh, Freaking uh, HBO is now having HBO Max, which is going to have the boondocks. Um, And then now that will have more channels. I feel like that eventually is going to pop until a competitor somehow comes and figures out a way to put everything, them, put everything. And it'll be like cable again. It'll be exactly like cable again. And uh, you just have all these stream five streaming services for this amount of money. Um, and then the ones who are whack will go aside. Yeah. But you know, you know but, but I feel like because they have exclusivity, Sling, but Sling TV is already doing that. Facts. Sling TV sells choose, you, choose, choose, channel you choose the pa- channels that you want. For this price per month, you can pay for extra. So you have your your cable subscription at a unique rate or whatever. But that doesn't have like Netflix or Hulu. No, it doesn't. But it's like, and that's hard. I don't know how a company could come up with that, um, because it's like you would have to talk to them and be like, hey, like, is it okay if we sell your thing instead of ten dollars for seven dollars because we're gonna bundle it with this? Mm -hmm. I don't know how receptive those companies will be towards that. Mm -hmm. Um, And now, like, it's getting to the point that like every TV service is moving towards um, streaming. Like even BET Plus. Like Allison's aunt was like, "Oh, I'm gonna sign up for BET Plus." And you saw that tweet on on Twitter that was like, "What are people signing up BET Plus for to watch Baby Boy on rerun on just (laughs) back?" That or soul playing, like one of the two. Like honestly, it's like it's, it's just kind of like that sense of like something comes out, 
it's unique and innovative and then people are trying to find a way or they're trying to catch up to it and now it's just so many it's like essentially there was nobody in the kitchen cooking but now all of a sudden that the kitchen smells good and the food is coming together now everybody wants to put their hand in the pot and say they had they had a a hand in, in, in making it happen but that's not the way that we should do business because the, honestly, then it breeds more. It does breed more competition. It makes things better, but also means that the, the a timeline is sped up and then things are gonna die out faster. Yes. And then there's no longevity. Yes, in yes. That, you know. I completely agree. Um, the good thing about things like that is that like more content can be produced. Mm-hmm. But like you said, man, some of it just won't latch on. No, it won't. Um, and to this day, The Office is the most watched. Uh, thing on Netflix. It's because of um, Dwight Schrute. Uh, oh yeah, and Michael Scott and no Jim, Dwight Schrute, Dwight Schrute, and Stanley, all the way, all the way. Uh, no, because Creed, of Toby. Creed is the funniest. Oh my God, Creed is hilarious. Um, but once that gets taken off, um, who knows what's gonna happen? Netflix is gonna have to come up with some other thing. It's crazy that well they're gonna put Seinfeld, but it's crazy that a show. You know, people just surf, 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 surf. Oh, what to watch? What to watch? Ah, I'm just gonna put The Office. Ah, I'm just gonna put Parks and Rec. But also, like, it's a matter of, like, now that they're not going to have it, people want it more. And it's been there all along. And that's for some people, I would say in our generation, like, we're we're a little bit more upset about it. But, like, for some people, they can care less that The Office is coming off. Stuff comes on on and off Netflix all the time, you know? So it's like, it's that kind of, like, how do you put it? I mean, people could just watch it illegally. But people want everything right in the moment when they want it. And that's everything in life right now. It's like, well, if I want to watch The Office, I want to watch The Office right now, and I better watch The Office. Like, Facts. it's that like, if I want a new iPhone, I'm gonna get the new iPhone. It's mine now. It's like it's so much possession over it. So it's Hell like yeah. now all of a sudden that is gone. Now you want it so much, and it's created a demand for it. And it's the same way with all these like stupid ass, you know, reboots of television shows and movies. It's like, why are they rebooting well, fucking? Ah, um... uh, now nah, I forgot what it's called. Keep going. I'm so sorry. I mean, I can New go New Jack down City. And, I mean, uh, actually, I've known about that for years. That's been in the works for a long time. Okay. okay? But do we need a new New Jack City? No, I don't think we need a New Jack New New Jack City. But that's been coming out. That's been like in the works since 2017, because I heard a mm. rumor about it that they were looking for music for it, and but like that's the the world we we're in, like. We got a, we got a bad boys for what three with Martin Lawrence looking out. Crazy. Aladdin uh, came out, Toy Story came out. You know, like it's all it's a nostalgia. The nostalgia. Factor. You know, we that want that. Shit. And uh, yes, yeah, we're we're itching for something, but we're not innovating. Even we're like, not changing. Even like for video games, Final Fantasy VII game that came out in nineteen ninety nineteen ninety nine for PS one. They have a remake that's coming out for PS4. We got Gun Mario the- Kart on iPhone. Yeah, like come on. Shout out to the Androids who don't got it yet. Um, but that's kind of like where we are in a world where it's just like people are just itching for that sense of nostalgia to go back on. Nah, yeah. Um, another thing with like, I guess, TV streaming is there's, there's since there's so much exclusivity, like with music, when people were just like when Drake was doing an exclusive deal with Apple, got the hundred million. Not or when band. Chance the Rapper did the exclusive deal. But he was independent, so it don't matter because mm-hmm. after that, the CEO of Universal was like. Nah, we're not doing exclusives. Mm-hmm. That's bad for having it just on one. We can have it on all of it. And make money off of all of it. But that's also greed. 
in terms of like, oh yeah, because he wants to make more money. Yeah. But it, it's good for the consumer who they don't need to choose. Oh, I need to have Apple for Drake and I need to have Tidal for Jay-Z. But if, if Beyonce can go and only put Lemonade on a platform for almost two years and people didn't hear it until 2018, I don't think it matters. Well, she's on the Universal. Yeah. So, I mean, she's, she's on the Columbia. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No other CEO said that. Um, well, they always want to control you. And that's why you should always remain independent. Partner. Don't let them own you, okay? If you want to work with venture. a labor, joint venture, we have majority stake. You don't even have a stake in my company. You're just a partner in the business. I own my masters. Always. I mean, can you just break down your thoughts? Like, outside of just streaming and um, iTunes and Apple, what do you think also saved the music industry? Um, I'm going to say yes for, like, the labels themselves the 360 deal um as well just because that way a new artist comes up since there's no more artist development since which uh, we need so which we need um hopefully uh because wayno who's a and r of i don't remember where but he says that he's trying to go into more artist development but we'll see um the the budget for music videos has gone down maybe 90 percent um, Remember, they were spending nine, millions of dollars millions. on one music video. To, but we don't have the 106 in Parks. We don't have the MTV Movie Video Awards. Where mm-hmm. I mean, not the, the video awards, but like the video channel where you're just playing the videos all the time. People are not watching music videos for content. Nah, we nah. just rather listen to the song. The video is always going to be trash. It's not going to matter. I think um I think what more people like are enjoying more are like documentaries that mm-hmm. drop with the album a lot of artists like money back yo did that 21 savage did that um i think the baby's about to do that j cole been doing it hell yeah oh my gosh on hbo his honestly the best documentaries about an album on top tier when he pulls up to the lady and she's like he's like hey what are you doing he's like oh i just came from one job i'm going to my other one he's like you got two jobs and he's like i got three jobs that shit was so real like just the 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 thing of poverty that exists in america shawty needs three jobs yeah, I mean, damn. in New York City, you need two jobs, a hustle, and a little fraud. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> you need to jump the turnstile to get to work sometimes. Um, luckily, I ain't even on that level no more, but it's it's crazy. And, you know, we're just going to get pushed out, unfortunately. I mean, that's true. I mean, also, I think another th- way... I mean, I think the art of the hustle also saved the music industry. Definitely. I want to add, because... I think it was a matter of labels were so scared to invest money and talent after the music industry had that their kind of like their collapse that they were not giving artists million dollar deals like they were given before. Like if you think about it now, you're only getting like 18% may, max of probably $250,000 advance if you're signing to a big mm-hmm. major label. And that's 250 is not 250. And that's not guaranteed it's because like you got you got a taxes but also, Your they, manager, ex- they expect you to pay back yeah. that 300 It's a loan. It's a loan. And honestly, if you don't know it, um, record labels are just investment banks for artists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're investing in you to expect a positive return. But I just would like to add that Roundtable is not that. We invest in talent. We invest in energy. We invest in development. Money does not matter. And hard work. Add placement right here no, i'm just kidding oh man <laughs> another thing i think may that may have saved it is like music festivals in mm-hmm. terms of like putting touring honestly yeah hell yeah like there's these artists that we don't even know about who have a huge fan base just because of like 
they were putting their shit on SoundCloud, and now they're able to tour. Yeah. Um, you know, I think SoundCloud did isn't. I mean, I don't know how it is right now. I, it might not work because they don't focus on the thing that helped them. Mm-hmm. DJs with mixes, independent artists, and podcasts. Mm-hmm. I feel like they try to go at corporate and ended up making SoundCloud Plus, mm-hmm. where before you could listen to everything for free, but then they wanted you to have a subscription service. Um, now you could just put it's much easier to upload it directly to Spotify and everything else. Yeah. If you don't have any, there's a lot of do yourself, a lot of independency, a lot of ownership, which is good because a lot for the longest period of time, artists were taken advantage of and being violated. Honestly, hell yeah! Even Diddy gave the locks um, a terrible deal, and the locks had to go up on like Angie Martinez and be like, Diddy gave us a terrible deal. Like I'm just trying to own my masters, and then like Diddy's argument was like, Did y'all not read your contract? But like a lot of these niggas from the hood, they don't like, know. But they don't have they the right people. The yeah, they, they don't do. have the right people behind them to push it. And I think that's why I love the trap chance of rapper business model because he had the right people behind him, like saying like, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe you should go a different route. You know, maybe this might be better for you." And also, like I, I felt that personally about like Megan Thee Stallion and her recent signing to, to Rock, Rock Nation. Nation. You know, I feel like Rock Nation has become like the savior of the music industry. It's like that big brother and big sister that everybody knows that you should love and work with. But also like, I think that certain artists, if you are big on the level that Megan Thee Stallion was, Huge. you don't need to sign a deal because you should be eaten off of touring. You should be eaten off of appearances. Everybody is talking about you, trademarks, merchandise, everything. Having that label backing is a fail safe. And sometimes if you really want it, you have to go after it and don't have any fail safes. Sometimes you don't have to have a plan B. It's either you got to have plan A and fail and be successful at failing and know when you come back, you know what? I tried it. I did it. I failed. Okay, now maybe let me see what I could do and get a label to partner with me. But try to stay independent as long as possible because you can get so much more out of it, you know? And if you drop, like, like A. Megan said, I feel like she could have dropped, like, three albums, and then her worth would have, like, went crazier, and then maybe at that point get a deal. That's like what Mac Miller did. Mac Miller was independent for mad long. For so long. And it wasn't until his uh, Good A.M. album, that's what his first major label album. And But he had so much equity in himself that I don't know how much his deal was for, but I know it was for a hefty price mm-hmm. um, because he had that, um, that equity that he built himself being independent. Um, Chance, you know, he's independent, fully independent. I don't think he will ever sign to a major label. Um, he said it himself that now it's just too late. Like, he's like, he has to continue doing it. But if um, Tech Nine can do it, you know, anybody else can do it. Like, there's, That's there's, true. there's people who have done it, there's uh, blueprints for it. And, um, but also, people have to also understand it's that, a like, hustle, though. It's, it's, hard. A, it's a hustle, it's hard, but it's worth it. And also, you, you realize that, like, for success is not measured by the amount of numbers that you put up. It's about where you've gone and the journey about where you've gone. Where our the journey to where you've gotten to. And when you think about it, like real how do I put this? Sometimes we, we're so ready to just skip certain portions of our journey. In, in terms of development and just to get where we are. And I think that's where the music industry fucks up and that's where people go, um, they fall very hard, is that they want to make that sudden jump where today I'm working in Starbucks and the next day I'm in a label right. building. You know what I mean? And like you miss out on that important part of the journey that would have taught you the lesson like, hey, maybe you shouldn't have signed that deal or you shouldn't do this deal, but you should keep your ownership. But also now you're so quick to make that jump 
And yes, it's great. It's awesome. Like you're getting money, you're doing all these great things. But in five years, what does that show for if you're not doing the right thing? If you don't have the right people backing you, you don't have making the right investments or you don't have the right career trajectories, you know? Facts. You don't you don't want to be um I forgot, I don't know if it was Jay Mills who was who was uh got exposed as a Lyft driver and then Oh no, that was uh oh. uh Yo, his name started with a J. Uh, Jahim. Oh, it's Jahim? Jahim, Jahim, you know, you Jahim. Wanna, Even though, like, driving Lyft is not, like, a terrible thing, but I know he don't feel happy about that. He was once had a hit and shit. Hits. Hits. Plural. His songs still play on WBLS. And okay? that's kind of also weird that, like, you weren't able to invest your money adequately. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe he did. I don't know. I don't know his, his life. But he did get exposed a little, and he tried to play it off, too. Um, or, like, uh... What's his face from, was it the Bill Cosby show who worked at? Uh, oh, he worked at the, the supermarket, yeah. Um, maybe he, you know, he did have to do what he, what he had to do in order to, like, feed his family. Um, but you don't want that to happen either. Like, you want to have your money. Remember, you have to save that shit. Um, if you have a corporate thing, get your 401k because most of the time, the company that gives you a 3% match, that's free money that you could be having. Um, if you have an employee-owned company, uh you know, you should look out for those because every year you get stock from the company and after like seven years of working with them, depending on how what your company's worth, you can get 100% of those shares and cash it out. Um, and so there's many ways that you can build the money, use the money you have to build it out even more. And in the, if you're in the music industry and you're just an up-and-coming artist, that money ain't going to last forever, especially with if you are an artist, where it was gonna, if you're not a Kendrick, if you're not a Drake. Um, if you're not, if you're not a, a Kanye, you're not a Kanye. If right? you're not the Walt Disney, okay. Um, even like Lil Nas X, like he got the longest number one single ever. Surprisingly, he did come out with more hits, like Panini. Panini's number three or mm-hmm. number four on Hot on Hot 100 right now. Um, that may be number one too. He's gonna have two number ones. Um, but even then, well, he could probably perform that song forever. Uh, but even then, like he might not still be here next year. He might not be here in the year after. Mm-hmm. Remember when Fetty Wap was here? Fetty Wap was heavy, and then he just fall, fell off real had quick. Eight, had eight babies with eight different girls, and I'm telling you, like... He's probably shit. losing He's losing more money in child support than he's making per year. And, like, another thing, you know, of course, you got to be genuine with yourself. Um, be authentic. Um, don't be like Takashi, who tried to get into some shit. Brand himself. He was smart at branding himself. He knew how to brand himself. But now but that shit went to bite, bite him in the ass. You know, um, you got to be authentic to yourself because that shit won't last. People will see right through you. That's true. People will see right through you. Um, That's 100%. Just be yourself. According to Forbes, transparency can do a lot for a business's reputation and success, from boosting sales to increasing employee retention. One study found that 94% of consumers would be loyal to a transparent brand that is honest and straightforward. Many consumers only want to support companies they trust, and that's why deceitful companies fall off the map quickly. How important is transparency in today's day and age, from a business and personal perspective? What do you think? I think that transparency is just 100% necessary. Um, Just thinking about that, we're just fed so much bullshit in our everyday lives from the the media that we consume on social media and the news, 
um, in television to what we get fed from our employees and our jobs and just the bullshit that people give to us on a regular day basis. Like I appreciate people in my life and around me on a business level and a person personal level who are transparent and just open and honest with themselves and open and honest with me. And that allows me to be more open and honest with the people that I'm around because I don't feel like I have to pretend or try to change myself or um, fit a certain narrative or fit in a certain box to appease people, you know? 100%. Um, and, like, transparency has many, many forms. It is when, like, if your company gets breached, um, you want to uh, send that information to your consumers. One perfect example is TransUnion uh, and Experian. Um, they had a whole data breach where uh, a third of our nation... Pretty much 100 million people, uh, social security information got hacked and it was available on the dark web. TransUnion didn't say anything for months, something that they should have said right away so you can put a stop on your um, credit or your, your, uh, your credit rating. Like you could put in a stop that allows anything to negatively or positively impact your credit score to not happen. Um, you wouldn't have to pay a fee to open it up again, but... If you are of 100 million people's social securities got exposed, that's something you need to convey because if not, it's going to bite you in the ass later. One other thing is that when that happened, uh, Experian tried to um, freaking uh, advertise you to get LifeLock, uh, which is a thing that will protect you from any type of breach or anything like that. Experian owns LifeLock, and unless you knew that, you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't you just wouldn't sign know, up for yeah. it. And the same people who have this thing, who uh, expose your shit, um, wanted to sell you another thing. And so um, they're getting sued out the ass. Everybody got that message where if your shit was um, exposed, um, you could have filed. And, for that and you could have got that lawsuit. one 125 yeah. or the free um, experience for a year, like credit monitoring. Yeah, which I would not have gotten. Fuck that. Like I tried to sign up for it, but then I think you had to like have proof that you were Nah, it was like you could do 125 hours and then you could get $1 or you could get $200 if you put in uh, that you spent like, it was like $20 per hour of what you spent trying to uh, protect your shit. Mm -hmm. So changing passwords, putting the lock on your social security shit. Um, and so if you put like wrote that down, like, oh, I spent time doing this, um, then you could have gotten extra money, uh, which is but you, everybody's not going to see that money for like another six, seven years. Um, I actually had a friend who he had a, a chicken of the sea lawsuit, class action lawsuit that he signed up for like seven years ago. And he just got the money now. And it was like a dollar twenty five. And they just transferred it to his PayPal account. That's trash. <laughs> well, I'm recently in. um. In New York, this is like a several years ago, maybe like four years ago, that uh, a class action lawsuit was made towards um, cops that were writing false tickets to many of them. Mm -hmm. um, I had one of them because when it got uh, got to the judge, it was dismissed right away because it was lack of information. And they did that to 100. Then it's crazy because I guess it was a thing that cops were doing um, collectively because it wasn't just one cop uh, doing it false. It was a whole bunch of them. Yeah. yeah and... Um, had to be thousands, hundreds of thousands of tickets that had to be have been issued for a class action lawsuit to be mm -hmm. put in place, um, and so that money should be coming. Hopefully, I get that hundo. Um, American Eagle as well. This is one thing American Eagle did wrong. Um, they took the phone numbers um, or the emails without people's permission to just give them like uh, advertisements. You know mm -hmm. where you get in your email or whatever. 
um, they did that without the permission of like uh, thousands and thousands of customers. So they had a class, class action lawsuit as well. They never conveyed that. Like, oh, I don't understand. Like, all you got to do is be like, hey, we, can we use your phone number? If they say no, just don't use it. If they say yes, well, use it. Why do you think that people are so afraid to be, or just in like on the personally or in the business level, why are they so afraid to just be open and honest and just have that level of transparency? Because they want to, they are afraid of like their stock depleting. Any negative news, even like um, recently uh, the Nintendo Switch Lite came out. And uh, they, Japan had con- uh, predicted, whoever, whoever predicted, whatever company predicted, that they were going to sell 300,000 units in the first weekend. Um, they ended up selling like 150,000 units. Mm-hmm. That depleted their stock, even though like it was only a weekend. And that's a lot, 100,000 units I- in a weekend. Um, that negatively impacted them. And then now they're having like this issue with, like, their, jo- with their joystick that it drifts. And that has caused their stock to go down. I mean, I think it depends on the level. I think when you have something to hide, I think, yeah, I think it's because when you have something to hide as a business, you don't, there's no, there's no level of transparency to be had because you know that you have issues. Mm -hmm. That's why you have things to protect you. You have disclaimers. You have all these, you know, policies and procedures and everything meant to protect you. But I think that, in today's day and age, the consumer is a little bit more aware of what's going on and yeah. how companies are taking advantage and they want to be heard and they want that level of transparency. And the consumer is more conscious aware who they spend their money with. They're not going to spend money in a place where they feel like it's un- they're undervalued or there's a certain level of discrimination or any issues like that. They're very conscious to make the right choice when it comes to their money so that also reflects on the conscious choice who they want to spend their time with on and just really reflecting on the fact that it's like we've been abused and like messed over so many times by companies oh yeah taken advantage of by large corporations and the government and we just want a certain level of transparency where people can just be real and honest with us and meet us face level and that's why like people like working for certain companies that are like honest like people like working for apple people like working Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. you know companies that follow that kind of open kind of we appreciate you landscape because they have that certain level of transparency in their businesses you know Uh, i don't i think in this day and age you can't try and hide any mistake that occurs you got to get ahead of it Mm mm-hmm Anyway, people are going to forget regardless, but... And also, if, like, people are going to find out, too, some way, shape, or form. Hell yeah, especially in this day and age. Um, let me give you another example, another video game example. This uh, developer company called Vestetta, um, they, uh, they came out with saying that... They dropped a game called Fallout 76, and so when they released it, uh, it was not ready. It was not ready at all. And they said that they also were not going to have microtransactions, which is a big issue um, in the gaming community. You pay a game for $60, you expect to not have to pay more because that's a lot of money. But in the game, if you want special things, you could buy a, this skin for a dollar. You could get this scope for $2. Um, even though they promised uh, that was not going to be in it, they make it so once you release the game, people who uh, review it, will be like this game is good because it doesn't have this but then you add it on later mm-hmm. so you're pretty much cheating the consumer um and lying lying to them same thing happened with crash bandicoot team racing 
they said that notes from microtracks answers would exist. The people review it. They're like, yo, this is a great game. And always at the end. And plus, no microtransactions. Like, that's a big thing for now. Like, people want that. And later on, in the patch later, they just add on to it. Um, and so that is detrimental to them. So detrimental that in uh, Germany, uh, microtransactions are illegal. Um, there's like a gap because it's considered gambling. Because mm-hmm. you're pretty much like, there's a lot of things that also like, like a slot machine, like if you want, if you put in the dollar, maybe you'll get this. It's, it's pretty much gambling, and little kids are doing that with their parents' credit cards. Um, and it's kind of messing people over, and then and I'm... they just are money hungry. Mm-hmm. They're just money hungry. Um, keep, uh, keeping up with the Fallout seventy six. The game wasn't ready. It took an entire year. So this year now, um, but at first they had like a super pack where it was like two hundred dollars that it came with like a canvas bag, and then. When people got the canvas bag, it was nylon, which is like terrible material. You could just get that at like Seven uh, Eleven for a dollar as a shopping bag, um, and so they had to outrage for that. That's like mistake number two. Recently, they had like also a special helmet that cost two hundred dollars, um, and now they have to recall it because uh, mold can build onto it. Another thing is that they had like the special rum that you could buy in the case that was like eighty dollars, and you're like, oh, it's probably gonna be a nice ass bottle that you could keep as a collection. It was just a plastic bottle that will erode eventually because rum is inside it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like they keep digging themselves into a, into a hole when they should have just waited, waited until the game was ready. Um, and now I don't think I don't I think the future of their company will be bad. Like I don't think it it'll always be that chip on their, their shoulder, the chip on their armor, that chink on their armor that um, that they weren't letting their... Uh, Consumer know what was going on. What was on. going on. Um, and just thinking that when you buy this game, everything's going to be Gucci. For when sure. it was not ready. That game was not ready. But it's just like you also know as a consumer and just as a person that like... I mean, now, like I said, the consumer's a little bit more conscious of like, when definitely. they're purchasing. So they do more due diligence and check it, fact-checking with people. And mm-hmm. even when you're going for a job, you know, you always try to find somebody there at a new job and try to, like, find a connection to do your due diligence because you're like, I don't know what to expect. And people are afraid. They've seen this time and time again where they've been messed over, like I mentioned before. So you have to kind of do that. So it's like you don't know what to expect, but you got to also kind of do your due diligence. And, yeah. and you don't have to have that blind trust 100%. and faith. And it's like you, that's why I think companies need to have that certain level of transparency because then the consumer can have that blind f- trust and faith with them and they say, oh, you're going to give us a bottle of rum, a rum, we know because of your brand as a quality brand that we expect quality products. Mm-hmm. But if we don't trust your brand and what you represent, then we can't expect that the, what you're giving us is going to be of the quality that we're expecting or it's going to be what we expect out of everything, you know? Like another perfect example, Samsung try to release their Galaxy Fold. You know, beautiful innovation, innovative product that might potentially be the future. Foldable phones may potentially be the future. Um... As soon as people got it, like the reviewers, before it released to the public, uh, there's like a screen because also the previous phone, the Samsung S10, came with a pre-installed screen protector. So they thought that the Galaxy Fold had that as well. Nowhere does it say, like, don't peel this off, but it looks like a screen protector. And so the reviewers don't care. They get that shit for free. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me just take the screen protector off. It was a screen that wasn't supposed to be taken off, Mm. you know, because it's like part of it and like it breaks. It pretty much breaks the product. This is a $2,000 product, um, and I don't, you can't tell me that their R&D didn't know this, 
Like, is it, I, I find it hard to believe a product that they have been working on for eight years. Um, they didn't know that if you, we don't let clients know that if it, we would take this off, stream, yeah. then but it's going to break. But they, but they know these things happen, but they don't want to be honest with them because they know it's going to blow back. Yeah. It's the, same, it's the same way where, like, we know that cigarettes cause cancer. But uh, cigarette companies are not going to advertise that cigarettes cause cancer. The jewel company might know that jewels cause cancer, but they're not going to advertise that because they're making money off of it. And they're not going to change their advertisement or adjust it until it gets to the point where they're no longer making money and it's causing mm-hmm. them to lose money. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. when they have to go to damage control and kind of shift their branding or shift their focus. But if it doesn't affect them that way, we're not going to tell people. It's crazy how, like, jewels kill, jewel kills six people and, like, the government now wants to have legislation and shit, yet cigarettes kill thousands and thousands of people every single day. Guns the same way. And guns the same but way. But we don't have the same level of transparency in government, and that's the Hell problem. Hell no. You know? Hell no. And we need that, but that's just where we are in our world. Even, like, recently, like, uh, I know right now, like, Trump, they're doing the impeachment inquiry. I don't really think it's going to work, whatever. But that started off with a whistleblower who had filed a formal complaint um, to the state. Which is a public document, public record. Any form of complaint made into the government by an individual is public record. But yet they were trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. Why were you trying to do that? If there's no issue, why are you trying to hide it? I mean, it's the same um, reason why we don't have um, Trump's tax records four years later. And they've been asking for it since he was um, in the running for the election. Fact, And that's because he's like uh, getting sued or getting audited. Um, but it's like his own company that's like suing it. So, like, he knows what he's doing. Like, whatever. Like, Trump is smart in that sense. Like, he knows not to... And these companies know what they're um, doing, too. And that's yeah, not why, yeah. they, why they do the certain things that we do. And that's why we can't trust them. But, like, we got to focus on trying to be, like, open and honest with ourselves and just open and honest with the businesses that we're creating. And I say that for any future entrepreneur or anybody who's on the come up. Like, create a business and a brand that's going to be... One, that's going to last the test of time, but also be transparent with the people that you're working for and the people that you want to um, contribute to your brand. You got to own your truth so nobody can use it against you. That's true. Live your truth so nobody can use it against you. And I said the perfect example of living your truth is Kanye and Sunday service. You Mm -hmm. know, I think that people are so insecure about what Kanye is doing and they're quick to criticize and to say that he's doing this for fame or doing it for advertisement or doing it for money. But hey, if you you can see the, the, the true kind of shape of the man and who he is you can see that he's being genuine and that's just me personally i can see mm-hmm. his level of transparency and he's not doing it out of perfection he's not trying to perfect you know the idea of what he's doing he's doing it the best way he knows how the only way he knows how and trying to celebrate it in a different way and trying to be unique to it but people are just quick to just be like he's not real you know, right, this is this is, yeah. this is this is this is not right, and they they don't have that same level of transparency, but they're quick to judge him because Hell he's being yeah. transparent. You know? Hell yeah! Like, and that's just you know the day the day and age we live in, like haters for days. Um, and that's the thing: three people are gonna love it, three people are gonna hate it, and four people are gonna be on the fence about it. It's the rule of ten, um, and you can't please everyone. But fuck it, like you gotta just live your truth, and if you can do it, like, um, like perfect example. Uh, like Charlemagne, like he always growing up, like while he was coming up, said that he had a rape charge, mm-hmm. um, but he was found innocent. The, the the case was dropped because the girl didn't cooperate. He like gave in his DNA and his 
fingerprints and everything. He said the whole story of whatever happened um, because it turned out to be like his cousins um, and shit. And uh, always, always, he says like, I got a rape charge. I caught a rape charge. I caught a rape charge. Always. I've always heard him say that. And then recently, like... Um, they were trying to drag him. They are trying to drag him for because, it. Because of me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't um, get me wrong, he still should be dragged because of what his of the misconduct. Hell yeah, hell but, yeah. But like he at least he was open and honest and transparent about it, you know. And so like nobody could use it against him. Like he dodged that shit. Mm-hmm. Um it turns out like someone like tried to pay her to like and like mass shit is going down, he's suing people that like it's all low key. Um he's like once it comes out, like everything gets figured out, like I'll let y'all know. Um, so like there's people plotting against him as well but I appreciate Charlemagne for doing it he's always up front and honest like he's you always talking to. about like he's like, cheated he's cheated on his wife he's gotten caught cheating wild. on his Yo, wife wild for that like um, you know like that's the level of transparency that you need to be on just with yourself but I appreciate that he's very that candid with the people that is on his radio show yeah, the whole world yeah. you know oh yeah I mean you know, he's one of my idols you know I look up to him um and so that's how I want to live. That's exactly how I want to live. Um, and like, not everybody has to know every piece of information about me. But if someone asks you, like, yeah, whatever, fuck it. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing to lose. Like, yeah. And what? Yeah. I guess, you know, we could wrap it up there. You know, I guess the, my word of encouragement is just to be open with yourself. Be open with the people around you. Um, ch- and challenge yourself. You know, challenge yourself to even if you're on the journey to opening up and being more transparent with who you are as a person and Definitely. the decisions that you're making um, to challenge yourself on the everyday to try to go and reach a new level of that. And thank you guys for tuning in. This is your boy, King Jules. You can follow me at I am King Jules on socials. You can follow my boy, Church, at No Church in the City. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to episode 301. Have a good one. Stay blessed. Follow us on Instagram at Mogul Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Mogul Talk Pod. Be sure to find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, or Stitcher. Look us up in your search tab by typing in Mogul Talk. Thanks to our friends over at Anchor.fm. We're not able to accept listener support. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, head to our website at anchor.fm slash Podcast and hit the Become a Supporter tab. From there, you can support the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes as low as a dollar per month. We thank you and appreciate you in advance. Until next time, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay woke.